Friday morning. It's time for two coffees. I'm your boy, the Zoobs. I'll be here in the next... Well, I mean, you can see how long the episode is. I, I sit here before I record it and say I'll be here for the next 10, 10, 15 minutes or 15 to 20 minutes. But you have the episode in your podcast player, and you can see how long the episode is for. So you will know how long I am going to be talking to you today. Just a little time out of your morning here on Friday to... Take some time to yourself. Think about the Toronto Blue Jays. I know you've been thinking about the Toronto Blue Jays while doing other things. It's time to stop doing the other things and just think about the Toronto Blue Jays for a few minutes, two coffees designed to do just that. I am your boy, the Zoos. As I said, I am here to chat with you. Um, no Jake for this episode. Sometimes we'll both be on. Sometimes it'll just be one of us. Uh, this time, I was too excited to not... Just flip the mic on first thing Friday morning, have a little chat, quite a week for the Blue Jays, as I hope to be saying that a ton all throughout this season, but especially the first week and a half that the season exists. If you remember the first episode, the first sort of regular season episode, regular season's the wrong word there, the first regular episode of season one, how about that, of Less Than Jays, we had talked about the Kikuchi deal and how we almost didn't record Monday evening, where we're like, well, it's the first episode, so we can sort of control when it comes out, and if it, nobody knows to miss it if they, if they don't miss it, and they were rumored to be, thankfully, Carlos Baerga had us, our best intentions in mind, they were rumored to be in on Freddie Freeman 70% of the way, they were rumored to be in, uh, I think, heavy pursuit among the leaders for Kyle Schwarber, the idea was, well, should we wait for those deals before we start jumping into the booth? Luckily, we didn't. We got it on wax. We MP3s. We waited to, uh, you know, if we had waited, we would have been waiting until Wednesday, and then we would have had a whole bunch of other news to get into. And who knows if we even remember to talk about Kikuchi. So thank goodness we have the rotation and conversation to have talked about. If you are, I don't know, maybe if we're your only source for news, first and foremost, bless your heart. Um, bless your heart. Second and second most. Blue Jays do not get Freddie Freeman. He goes to Los Angeles on a big deal. They do not get Kyle Schwarber. He goes uh, 479 for for Kyle Schwarber in Philadelphia. But all of that market happens because Wednesday morning you wake up and you find out the Toronto Blue Jays have made a move to shore up third base uh, and a outline of a move that we have heard this story before and it worked out damn good last time. The Blue Jays trading a, a package of sort of uh, fringy guys for an all-star third baseman in Oakland in the visage of Matt Chapman. Very, very exciting. Somebody that I think I think is a, is a regular Jake guy. I, I, if I remember correctly, Jake, when shopping around, uh, shopping around for deal ideas and, and players we wanted and third basemen that were on the market, this is one of the guys that basically right after... Jose Ramirez, who has not died down, by the way. There's still plenty of buzz about that. We are getting, I think we're getting a pretty good idea of what that Jays package would have to be, but we'll get to that later. Um, Matt Chapman, in terms of defensive presence, you're gonna it, it's it's going to be a absolute joy to have Matt Chapman playing third base. That's the that's the easy headline. The easy you're going to see it right away is the Matt Chapman glove is a supreme addition, an elite skill at the highest level. Nolan Arenado is somebody that, you know, I, I put out that they have the best third baseman in the world defensively. It's because I, you know, mainly watch American League Baseball. The NL Central isn't real and it can't hurt me. Um, but in terms of every time the Blue Jays have ever played Oakland or every time you, any watch, you watch any Oakland game, it stands out. Any ball hit to third, 
uh, is turned into poetry by Matt Chapman. Uh, no more questions about sort of that platoon there. Now the only only real position in the infield without somebody having stamped and claimed full-time role is second base. And if you're going to have a position, have that. Second base is the one to pick. Who cares? Second base is, is traditionally you, any kind of glove first player, anybody who match up, slap hitter, that, that's totally fine. I'm more than happy with that being a Espinal BGO competition uh, piece. I thought BGO played his best baseball when playing second base earlier for this team, but also um, he certainly now no longer has a claim to any position full-time without any question. A guy that probably is a useful bench bat piece, but also you're not really hesitating, I don't think, to throw him in any deals uh, and give him to a team that could use a guy sort of that is back at his skill level where he's um, giving you quality at bats at the bottom of a lineup and and giving you versatility. I think that does have an important place on a contending team, but it's also the kind of thing that teams that were in the position the Blue Jays just were where they don't have many depth at all and they need somebody just to ha- come in and take take pitches in at bats. Uh, he can be good for a young team if you're going to make a big splash for a great player. But for now, I think he absolutely has utility as the 10th or 11th or 12th uh, guy on your 13th man offensive part of the roster the prospect package for Chapman I think you're going to understand that I really don't care at all um infield prospect Kevin Smith who we saw a little bit last year uh Zach Logue Kirby Sneed who uh looked like he was an Allman Brothers band uh cover band long hair and the long beard um a reliever who got some a little bit of burn last year, and Gunnar Hoagland, the most recent first-round pick, that's the 2020 and the 2021, 2020, 21, yeah, uh, picks immediately traded out by this front office, so you can put the prospect hugging, uh, that stuff's officially gone, that's two straight prospect, two straight first-round picks they have given away to acquire Berrios, and now to get Chapman, they're getting all-stars with their first-round picks, not a lot more you can ask out of that. Chapman, uh, uh, sort of to get into his deal, 28 years old, a, a, a platinum glover. Calling him a gold glover is um, does a disservice because, you know, we all saw Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was a finalist for a gold glove. You, maybe you don't take those as seriously, but a platinum glover, a guy that the metrics absolutely love, a, a guy, uh, you know, sort of the, the, I think the easiest comparison to draw right away is his most recent season where people are saying a pretty... Pretty disappointing year, they say, um, he had, which, which he did, no question. He was not um, the all-star level guy that he was in previous seasons. You know, the 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 guy in 2019 who earned a sixth-place MVP vote. Uh, he was not that guy. He hit 27 home runs, uh, but the, the slash line, 210, 314, 403, uh, almost 100 full points lower on, on OPS. We can get in a little bit as to where that came from and what that means, but I point that out to say, um, first of all, still still an okay year. With the, but that's a, that's a league average year, basically on on the nose in terms of uh, OPS and 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 WRC. He was he was basically right on league average with the bat last year, which you know. For huge stretches, Kevin Biggio was not, and for and and it, and despite the fact that Santiago Espinal uh, did get there, sort of did get uh, had a, had a great run of burn when he had playing time. The WRC plus of one hundred and one, you pretty comfortably are saying is the absolute 
absolute dog shit floor for Matt Chapman. Even there's another disappointing year where he is uh, exactly league average and only hits 25 home runs. Uh, you would probably say we'll take that because, and through any site you want to use, any metrics you want to use, as an exact league average bat defensively alone, he get, he's <laughs> worth three and a half runs. <laughs> Crazy. Any value at all with the bat, and he is a five, six, seven win player. Um, the questions about Bo Bichette as shortstop, he basically doesn't have to take a single step to his right all year long, is, is like legitimately what Matt Chapman brings you. Um, if it's if it's to Bichette's right, Chapman's got it. That's sort of exactly what you're going to get into pretty quickly. And the other part of it is is the upside. Is the the what if he's not a league average bat? What if he is back to 2019, where his WRC plus was 125? He was a six win player. He drove in 102 and hit 36 home runs. Like if he hits with any sort of consistency and has his walk rate, uh, you, you know continuing to be around that traditional level of, of 10-ish percent, 10 to 11 percent when he's at his best. He still drew the walks last year. He just didn't have the average to, to float it up. If he if he gets his batting average to about 250, the OBP is reliably about 100, 100 points higher. Um, so you're talking about a guy that draws his walks. Um, and, and the other thing about it, the other thing about the concern about him being a league average bat is he's probably going to hit like sixth or seventh. Like it's it, it's where he goes in the lineup. Guriel is sort of the guy that you, you put ahead of behind him. The, the five ahead of him, it's no questions. It's all stars. So, boy, if he's any positive at all, if even if he's just, even if he's just there drawing his walks and hitting for power and not doing anything else, I think somebody that you're going to very quickly be thrilled to have uh, adding length to that lineup. And as I said, defensively, it's not going to take long for you to be enamored if you aren't already. And I think... Basically, everybody listening to this podcast is. I know Jake is going to be, so I'm excited to get his take on this uh, coming up. We're going to have that, baby, for you on Monday. That's that's mostly it. I had, I had, a, I had a great voicemail uh, I want to play from our buddy Ricky. Absolutely nails it, I think. in You talk about giving a good take. Here's, here's a one-minute take that is, you can tell the guy's a veteran of sports radio. It's your pal, Ricky Hart. Just want to call in and talk about Matt Chapman, New Jays third baseman. I mean, talk about what a wonderful, wonderful trade this is. Not just because the Jays need somebody that isn't Kevin Biggio to stand at third base all the time. And not just to not have resources allocated that could be going towards extending Vladimir Guerrero, happy birthday, and Bo Bichette in the future. But I also want to say that Matt Chapman is a player everyone can love. He, if you want to dig into Fangraphs Baseball Savant, he is amazing. The defense, supreme. The numbers show it. The offense, the power is there. And I think he might hit 40 bombs getting out of Spacious Oakland Coliseum or whatever they call it now. But even more so, he is somebody your dad will love. You watch him for one game in the field, and it is a mere religious experience. I went, it's, it will take less than a week for Jay Sant to fall in love with him, and we will live with the strikeouts. I love it. It's great. And, uh, Excited to listen to Less Than Jays. See ya. Couldn't have said it better. Well, I mean, maybe I could have said it better. But absolutely right. Absolutely right. I think getting him out of Oakland, going to be a big deal. Um, 40 home runs is not crazy. It's not crazy. You, you, you literally think the, again, last year, not a, great, not a great season for him. Still hit 27. You think the park, you think basically think moving the park alone 
is good for like five or six home runs this year, right? That takes you from 27 to 33. Uh, then he only has to have a little bit better season elsewhere. Because again, absolute floor there, 100, 100 WRC+. plus. That's the absolute GD floor. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. Other stuff sort of floating around in the J-sphere right now continue to be linked to Jose Ramirez, who I continue to believe, and I think you'd have to be crazy not to, that that's absolutely unbelievable if they go and get Jose Ramirez. If, if, if you can mutter this offseason with Kikuchi, Gausman, Jose Ramirez, and Matt Chapman, there's nothing that anybody can say that, that makes you anything but like. You should be foaming at the mouth laughing hard at that. Trying to read through the lines as to what, you know, again, you're always keeping in mind, even with Carlos Biagra, like he's learning, he's getting this information from somebody. Think about what that person may have to gain. The, the If you're reading between that enough, the, it seems like the package the Blue Jays are going to have to give up. Um, you heard two major leaguers right away. And if you were to look at this Blue Jays lineup, and, and listen, it's, it's easy to go, oh, <laughs> Gritcher can be Gio. Not going to be that easy. But um, Alejandro Kirk certainly makes a lot of sense for Cleveland. And, you know, this is what this is maybe Nate Pearson is sort of. There's, there's two major leaguers, two guys that should be playing at the major leagues that are still very young um, and have shown the absolute flashes. But the Blue Jays at this point could technically afford to get rid of without it affecting their number too much. Um, obviously, Pearson is sort of a nice litmus test for how you feel about your pitching prospects. Do you, are, you, are you ready for him to get into post-hype sleeper guy? Can he be that in this organization, or does he need to, does he need a, start, a fresh start somewhere where it's not uh, a, packed, a packed rotation? And Kirk, of course, we love the bat, especially compared to uh, the other options at catcher. But in in the dream scenario, I think this year, he is the guy. If you're putting together the dream, and the dream is that it, the first three months of the season, Gabby Moreno is so good at triple at, at, at minor leagues, you you have no option but to but to try to uh, contain the red hot fire that he is at the plate and get him on the major league roster. While Jansen is your guy that you can bring in. Um, to be, I will call it the defensive sub, to sort of be the reason you don't need to keep Kirk in that role. Uh, pardon me, you don't need to keep McGuire in that role, and, and Moreno is sort of the Kirk replacement, and you sort of de you sort of deal with Alejandro Kirk as like, we got free money here, and, and we can use it to upgrade. Uh, I think you make that deal, and I, and I love Al, Al Kirk. I would also love the, the universe where he doesn't have to be involved in a deal, but he's a guy at his age, at his level, with... Uh, he can hit, and, and sometimes it's as simple as can you hit or not, and he absolutely can. So lots more to get into. Uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend, the Jays may be giving us more to talk about. I will be back with Jake. You will hear us Monday morning, and this weekend we're going to – we're diving in. We're starting out the role of the Patreon content. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get Monday's show. You're going to get it Sunday night. You're going to get it unedited with every single mailbag question answered, and you're going to get – Jays of Our Lives and the Where We've Been podcast starting to roll out next week. So th those of you who were there, uh, week one, day one subs, before there was even anything to offer you, uh, we appreciate it so much deep down in our hearts. It was absolutely meaningful. And I want to say 
we are close to our next uh, goal. The next goal is 40 patrons. I'm doing a fast food review. You can pick the food. I will go eat it and review it in my car. I'm not going to influence the voting, but I will say we have two Arby's in town here in KW, and the Arby's does a Reuben, and boy, wouldn't you love to send me in my car to eat a Reuben and talk to you about it directly down the camera? I wouldn't hate it. We are five patrons away from that. And as I said, all that stuff, uh, Jays of Our Live, the Where We've Been podcast, monthly mailbags, which have also been unlocked, all that starts out next week. That is exciting. I am excited to talk about the Blue Jays. I will talk to you all about it on Monday. If you want to leave a message or a mailbag question to get on the show, put it on Twitter, at Less Than Jays, or call us, 833-714-7444. We will play your voicemail on the show just like this. Hey guys, uh, Kyle Smith calling. Um, my reaction to the Chapman deal. Holy shit. All right, have a good show.